Are you ready to begin? I am. Hi. Oh, we have a guest. Uh, we don't actually. It's Susie is just here. Hi. <laughs> Susie, Bethany's cat is the producer of the show. Um, and with that, it's uh, Sad Girl Syllabus, <laughs> the commentary on media through the ages. Each season, we have a new syllabus to dive into. I'm Bethany. And I'm Mary. This is Susie. And we are two <laughs> girls. Too sad. Let's jump into the syllabus. Uh, which is all up in my mic. Okay. We're on our food and spirituality season. This mm-hmm. is the second episode. And so obviously that means... We're talking about cults. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Susie has some thoughts. Susie, Susie is like trying speaking of food, Susie's trying to eat my um my empty zebra cake plastic. <laughs> 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 um, that's what I just ate. Uh the opposite of the kind of food that we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, uh so surprisingly, um, well, it's not that surprising, but it's kind of surprising the trove of information that you can find. I mean, we started talking about last week, um, goop and the wellness community and, um, thinking about, um, the spirit, like the intersection between spirituality and the wellness community, but, um, food and spirituality cults and culinary leaders, so interconnected from time immemorial I think that's right right time immemorial yeah um (laughs) (laughs) but it's also but it's it's also I mean we're talking about like um specifically in this country in America yeah um um people from southeast asian countries bring like starting cults in america americans like taking it out of control yeah like appropriating certain ideas and certain eastern religions yeah and taking them too far um but also there's but also like most most cults pre-judeo-christianity were also centered around food right i think you have a few, you know, eternal truths <laughs> about humans and certainly food and spirituality are commonalities that you're going to find through any culture, some sort of crossover. Food's obviously very literally life-bringing um, yeah. <laughs> and also a huge community activity. So it, it makes sense that religions are fostered around it yeah um yeah and it makes sense like why wouldn't you worship food um because it is the it is the thing that that sustains you food cults fertility cults that's like the survival of humans right um yeah but anyway uh but so we'll start off um food in like this connection between this unlikely but very common connection between like 
extremely fringe cults in America in mm-hmm. the 20th century and food. And it starts with, or the story starts with this article that you sent me. Oh yeah. From 2011 in Slate. On Slate. Classic. <laughs> it's Classic almost sad girl. <laughs> Classic sad girl syllabus bibliography. <laughs> you know, I was reading Slate at the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's a, it's a really um, interesting article just on the forever link basically the advent of what we know as health food in the u.s today is because of fringe religious groups um and mostly they've opened health food stores and health food restaurants especially in california uh that really caught on and as a way to both make money for their organization community but also as a way to like bring people in to sort of proselytize to unexpected people and to gain momentum, I guess. Yeah. And um, the article points out, well, she, she has a ton of, um, the author has a, oh, he, dude, sorry, uh, <laughs> has a ton of um, like citations of all of these different like vegetarian, the Moses burger, um, mushroom meats soy meats kind of thing like all this um hyper vegetarianism talks about all these different chains yeah opening up mostly in california um albuquerque definitely has one of these (laughs) shout out to annapurna's uh (laughs) in university heights um (laughs) um and uh oh yeah he talks about a whole grain waffle um, anyway, he goes on to talk about all of like in detail, all of this, these, these restaurants and, and the trends. And then he says, yeah, these people are um, these fringe groups need a way to uh, financially sustain themselves. And the restaurant industry is um, the easiest way through that. And I guess also um, it's sort of like it's yeah it's not enough for a for a cult a fringe a fringe cult it's not enough to just be like okay we're just going to open a restaurant but like they do i mean they would kind of like to amass their following and so they push these this these like spiritual beliefs onto you i mean he makes it a point to say that like the servers in these restaurants are not um pamphlet pushers i think is right <laughs> the phrase that he uses but it's still like when you walk into those to those restaurants or stores um, you definitely feel propagandized. Um, and I mean, depending on like how far you like, again, nobody's pushing it on you, but how far you want to go into reading the pan, the, the menus and stuff like that. And it's just like your soul yod is going to soar past this body <laughs> vessel. You know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so you might as well give it soy. Right. Right. Or like this is I don't think really referenced that much in the article, but groups like Hare Krishna, they amass followings a lot of times because they're giving out so much free food. Like they have free dinners. And when you go to those dinners, only you might get a pamphlet or you might, you know, like that. And that's kind of how they bring people in. Yeah. They're offering food. Yeah. Yeah. It's um exploiting the fact that everybody needs to that's what people need to survive 
Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, it and you pointed this out that it's like a um, it's it's the first entryway into controlling people. Right. I and think, something that they need to survive. Right. And if you're controlling someone's diet, kind of to any degree, that's a huge control over their daily life. Yeah. So you have someone that's willing or, you know, kind of brought in to accepting those strictures on their food. You got a pretty devoted follower. Like, yeah. That's a, that's a big commitment. And also, I think that there's um, now with hindsight, we know that there's um, like your your gut is your second brain or whatever. However, the, there's like a saying about that, like your your gut health is your brain health. And um, I don't think that these I don't think think that many spiritual groups uh, were consciously aware of this kind of like atomic science, mm -hmm. um, like of the gut microbiome, but they obviously you pick up on it again, because it shows you, um, it shows you results, measurable results, but like, but yeah, your, your stomach is your second brain. And when your microbiome is um, like, whatever it does, it affects your mood. It affects how you um, like your energy levels, how you process information. So there's also, um, there's also that, like, if you can control someone's diet, you can, you can control their mind. Yeah. I think we have a whole little like survey of groups. Yeah, we do <laughs> to talk about, but I think that a good, a good, like to segue into this, um, survey is actually to talk about the Kellogg brothers, um, yeah. John Harvey Kellogg, because that was a, all of that was operated in a sanitarium, sanatorium. Right. And, you know, not too dissimilar from the group of today, you know, yeah. <laughs> like what he's practicing and preaching. Yeah. And the, the Kellogg brothers are a wild duo. <laughs> They're just a little bit ridiculous. Unhinged. Oh, unhinged. unhinged. Yeah. They, um, they're part of Seventh-day Adventists. They join up with some Seventh-day Adventists in um, Battle Creek Hill. Or is it just Battle Creek? I can't remember. I don't um, remember. <laughs> <laughs> Battle Creek is in the name. That's how you can tell that processed foods are actually bad for you. Because, like, I ate a zebra cake and now I have, like, forgotten all of the articles that I read a couple of hours ago. <laughs> um, if I had just ate some carrots. Um my memory would be better, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they, um, they, I'm going to look it up to see what, it, if it's Battle Creek Hill or just Battle Creek, cause it's going to bother me. But, um, as part of the seventh day Adventist group that they joined, they had interpreted the Bible, literally the Bible saying that like the wheat grain shall be your meat, shall be your sustenance. Right. And they worship wheat. And so, um, the Kellogg brothers, John Harvey and Will Keith are out here trying to, they went to medical school. I think that the religious group like sent them to medical med school and they like tried to develop this, um, like perfect breakfast that wouldn't take or per perfect meal that would have all of the wheat grain that you needed that wouldn't take too long to prepare. And that's how cornflakes <laughs> And right. now we have cornflakes. Because <laughs> also, like, at the time, 
they're making this. It's you're either eating like a pretty greasy breakfast right, or not really one at all. Um, and so this is like really kickstarts breakfast in the United States, <laughs> like a simple, fast, easy breakfast. And obviously eventually leads to very sugary cereals. Um, <laughs> but they're also, yeah, the Seventh-day Adventist beginnings, like their origins in Seventh-day Adventist is interesting because Seventh-day Adventists do have pretty strict food um, requirements, or I don't know how strict they are nowadays, but beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are very nervous about, or originally, I would say some of the event is very nervous about uh, eating like an unhealthy or um, maybe like greasy and um, diet would it do to your desires. And the Kellogg's kind of took that to an intense extreme (laughs) Um, because there is like a lot of nervousness like that is a lot of the food restrictions is that they thought if you ate a certain way um, you'd be more likely to masturbate and have an increased libido so they're trying to restrict your diet so that your libido is restricted too um <laughs> there's also some crazy tales in the in the sanatorium that they ran there's some crazy stories about like caging off dudes dicks and like mutilating women's genitals Ugh. to stop them from masturbating seems fucking yeah. counterintuitive if you want to propagate your religious group but whatever yeah they're really scared of masturbation <laughs> like really scared um and and yeah I mean yeah I so I always thought that it was a little bit because because Seventh-day Adventists want you to eat um vegetable and grain-based diets I've found I am a an avid carnivore I've always found that to be like to find like the religious a religious basis for just vegetables and grain I find that highly suspicious but um but meat gives you energy meat gives you I mean I don't I wouldn't there's obviously some meat that are actually aphrodisiacs like fish and stuff but um but just in general like meat gives you energy it gives you vitality and it would make you want Mm. to be like it would just make you I don't know it would increase your sex drive probably okay (laughs) uh (laughs) I mean I don't yeah (laughs) I mean, it does. I I'm very curious. Some of the events is uh, if it's still a huge part. I I don't know of that. Re- yeah, I don't know faith. Um, but it doesn't seem to be about like caring for God's creatures or anything <laughs> like that, right? Like it's not. They're not. <laughs> they're not eating meat because of that. Um, <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um. Right, right. But yeah, so the Kellogg's, what's kind of crazy is that, yeah, you have um, the Kellogg who runs the sanitarium and then his brother, who is the one who accidentally invents the cereal while working for his older brother um, because of mold, moldy bread. (laughs) Um, But then they get into a fight basically of like, who is the bigger capitalist um, with the younger brother eventually 
you know, bringing what we know today, Kellogg by adding sugar, which is not in the diet, but he did it. He added sugar and the world loved it and they <laughs> ate it up. And we have processed foods. Thanks to the Kellogg brothers. <laughs> and now we're under the mind control of a r- enriched grain diet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, I have suppressed libidos because of it. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> also, oh my god, in the um, in the uh, their sanitarium, um, another part of their treatment, in addition to the like penis cages and everything, they also did they they did fifteen quart enemas, like every day or something. Every day. I think so. Either every day or every week. Jesus. Christ. And and they like really believed in enemas, but they also did yogurt enemas. <laughs> they wanted your bowels to be empty. Yeah. And 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 but that's it makes sense again because like if you have, um, if you don't have a bustling microbiome, if you don't have a bustling gut, then you don't have, you, you're just so much more susceptible to being taken advantage of. You don't have, you're not thinking straight. Mm. Yeah. You really can control people through the food that they eat. Um, and, uh, yeah. And that, and to me of, of all of these, the next, like on our list, I think that Kellogg probably demonstrates that the most. Yeah. Like controlling a, a population of people. Literally. Um, yeah. yeah. At the sanitarium. Yeah. But the other, the other few, few groups that we'll talk about are, it's much more like ritual. Rit- yeah. Like there's like a, there's this like symbolic, like ritual. I mean, so we have um, Heaven's Gate and Jonestown, both cults that used poisoning um, as their ritual suicide method. And that's something that's like, I don't know what to think about that in terms of like, why did like, why? I guess that's a a quick way to do mass suicide, mass ritual suicide. Yeah. And I mean, at least with the Jonestown too, there's kids. So in some way that's kind of like a sneak in. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's you can sort of convince yourself or um, fool yourself into thinking that they're doing it um, of their own accord. Yeah. Even though you're feeding it to them. I think also there's sort of some connection between like communion. Yeah. Um, You know, like we're all drinking communion wine together, you know, and, And now we ascend or, you know, and leave this place. So there is, I don't know. There is, I feel like some, not mimicking, but sort of taking on that imagery. Right. And that's why, yeah, like it's this, um, uh, yeah, symbolic ritual um, of like, there's, there's something about um like they've seen they've seen in in different religious traditions um the value in in yeah i'm just affirming what you said 
Yeah. Something about like this mass act altogether. I guess it's also, you know, it's much less bloody than other ways of suicide. And I think it appears to be more voluntary, maybe, even though, as we know, in like Jonestown, there was lots of people who were forced at like gunpoint to drink that Kool-Aid. But Mm -hmm. and that was under under severe pressure. So like so Jones, the Jonestown cult is um, founded by this guy, Jim Jones. Um, and he's American and he, it was started in Indiana, but then he moved to Northern California, but then, um, like his cult started getting questioned about like money laundering and, um, and abuse. And so he moved his congregation to South America and in the 1970s, and they had this commune that where they, um, were self-sufficient, I guess. And, basically was getting chased by u.s politicians <laughs> and he was like massively paranoid and made people drink the kool-aid it was like cyanide cyanide fruit juice i know i guess uh kool-aid is like it actually wasn't kool-aid um <laughs> <laughs> it was fruit aid or whatever <laughs> like some other powder yeah. drink sugar sugar drink <laughs> Um, like, so you've got it wrong. Uh, don't use that phrase. I mean, now that's a colloquialism. Drinking yeah. The Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To say that you're brainwashed. You're brainwashed. Um, you got suckered in. I could not believe that the Rolling Stone article, um, <laughs> was like, it was like a listicle to go over the Jonestown killing. It was like. 13 things you should know about cult massacre. <laughs> Just the 13. Come on. <laughs> oh my God. This listicle will tell you everything you need to know. Get out of your cult. Um, but uh, when I think about um, ritual suicide and mass poisoning, I think about um, that scene in Midnight Mass. <laughs> <laughs> Where they yeah. were definitely like trying to convert and to having some communion, yeah, yeah, and using yeah. Par- parlaying the the killing, the massacre, and through symbolism, Catholic symbolism. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Heaven's Gate is the other uh, ritual suicide by poisoning. Heaven's Gate were weird. They were so fucking weird. They like had this on this list. (laughs) Had they had such bizarre ideas about UFOs, you know? And I was when when I was reading about them, I was just like, wait a minute, like there, because on TikTok now a days, there's all these like starseed children accounts that are like. I'm a star seed. I've come from the fifth dimension. I've willingly chosen to come back down to the third dimension to talk to you guys and tell you that like this world isn't real, blah, 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 all this stuff. And like, it's so creepy on TikTok, the way that it like, like the needle, like it's very subtle, but you can get, if you like, you could see someone's video on your for you page. You could see someone's video. That's like, here's how to like, it's it's I don't know it's such a blurry slippery blurry line slippery slope. Someone would be like, "Here's how to manifest like 
material change into your life. Just like set some goals. If you want to eat healthier, just like like meal plan, meal prep or whatever kind of right. thing. And it's just like, and if you want to ha- uh, reach a financial goal, particular financial goal this year, then you should like budget and stick to your budget, all this stuff. And then eventually you go deep enough into their videos and it's just like, here's how you manifest the love of your life using these like... <laughs> tips and then they start getting into this weird like here's how you quantum leap here's how you get to the fifth dimension i'm a star seed it just is out of control <laughs> you start with meal prep you end up a star seed <laughs> that's so how crazy. they get you that's what this is about <laughs> oh wait oh my god i this is so random but um mildly connected i just learned yesterday so the, the former motto of the United States was e pluribus unum. Now the motto is in God we trust. Um, and uh, which is which is funny because it's um, in, I thought that in God we trust was was longer. But um, like, yeah, yeah. But anyway, e pluribus unum out of many one. Is the founding fathers quoted that in the as the motto for the country from Virgil, the poet Virgil. But the founding fathers never read the um, context of E Pluribus Unum. Virgil was writing a recipe down for salad. Hey. We're people of salad eaters. Again, health food. Yeah. Yeah. That was my, my it's mildly connected. Um, <laughs> Out of many ingredients, one salad dish. <laughs> Virgil. Um, stupid founding fathers. Dumbasses. Uh, <laughs> Back to the subject at hand, Heaven's Gate. Those people are crazy. They believe in aliens. They are like the starseed children. But and my point about the TikTok thing was that it's still like uh, very present and freaky that it's still like really present, like millenarianism, this idea that there's like, um, that, that like heaven is essentially, um, like a better version of your reality. Mm. Um, like people really fully believe that. And these people believed that the heaven's gate people, Bonnie and Marshall. Bonnie and Marshall. It's like they're, um, playing that video game, uh, half-life. Second life, you know, where you can just, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Second create life. a different version of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> just the same. Um, that's heaven. Uh, <laughs> the same, but better. <laughs> better. And you reach heaven by boarding a UFO, right? Um, well, I guess so. When I was reading the Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> Our research is cow notch. Uh <laughs> Um, I guess they thought um, because they were also like sort of semi-Christian. They thought that you ascended into heaven, that your body ascended. And um, Bonnie, uh, I don't know if she was the partner of Bonnie Nettles and Marshall Applewhite are the founders. Um, I don't know if they were romantically connected or whatever, but Bonnie got cancer died and did not ascend into heaven shock and so they were like so they had to figure they had to justify that (laughs) that 
reality. And so that's where that's when they started believing in the UFOs. And they thought, well, actually, it's your soul. Your soul gets picked up by aliens on a UFO and then you go into heaven. Cool. You just hitch a ride. Just hitch a ride. <laughs> you were in. Up. <laughs> they were in New Mexico for a little while until abruptly leaving. And I guess I guess they came to New Mexico because of the aliens. I mean, uh, that's not right. what the Wikipedia page said. That's just my guess. But probably. <laughs> Did they, is it abruptly, like the, no one knows why they left, but I'm sure it's like they ran into trouble or, or didn't <laughs> yeah. have food or whatever. Uh, <laughs> or people, or like the communities were like, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, like get. Uh, yeah, they got into a little, a little bit of trouble <laughs> with the local communities mm-hmm. probably <laughs> can we talk about their poison food <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i feel like you know a little bit more about it than i do but uh they're putting in phenobarbital and <laughs> applesauce <laughs> so isn't that and then also they and pudding and pudding and they're also and then after they put plastic bags over their heads to further asphyxiate but that's like you're literally wearing a vomit mask yeah it's like so when you throw (laughs) up you're just throwing up into this mask oh my god and then it was like i guess people who um like some people were the last to to be killed and so they would or the last to kill themselves and so what they would do is they would take the um, plastic off and then put sheets over their faces for privacy. But it was like, that's so gross. That's so gross. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. In fucking pudding. Oh my Lord. Mm-mm. I know it's like actually kind of quite gross. Cause it's like kid foods putting yeah. in applesauce. Ugh. But then they also chased it with vodka, which I don't <laughs> think that liquor and barbiturates are <laughs> go great together it's Just, so uh. <laughs> we're disturbed i i mean it's hard to honestly talk about it because it is yeah. like c- could you imagine seeing people do that and being like me next <laughs> i know but- <laughs> I know. I know. It's like the worst. I mm-mm. I don't know why you would. No, no. It's it's too freaky. Um, But I guess it's like I would just so much rather stab myself in the heart because <laughs> I was going to say, like, I guess it's like relatively painless. But mm-mm. <sighs> yeah, no, thanks. I hate it. Um, but they they did this. Also, I thought it was funny um, that they were all wearing the same like uniform. They were wearing like a purple shirt and black pants. And then they were all wearing the same um, shoes. They were wearing Nikes. Oh, yeah. The Nike black. I forgot about the Nikes. <laughs> and they loved Nike. They loved that brand. Because it, is it the did they like the swoop? Is that what they like? <laughs> it looks like a UFO. Coming oh, down to get you. The comment, like, yeah, the comment, yeah. It's like, I think that's. I do think actually, maybe it was a comment. 
that's what they liked about the Nikes. I could be wrong, but that is my supposition. But I swear I've heard that before. <laughs> Just like the, they're weird because of like they're they have sort of bizarre inclinations to stuff. Yeah. yeah. The the Nike thing, um, it, I was like, wow, that's like full on um like corporate consumer worship. And that's that was even crazier to me that they like were able to romanticize that or spiritualize Nike. And it's yeah. Um yeah. just made it hilarious. Also, the other detail why we mentioned comets is because they they had this mass ritual suicide um during the the Hale Bop Haley's comet sighting over the US when it when it was visible in the US in the night sky. They thought that the UFO coming to pick them up um was gonna be in the tail of the comet. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it's a tragedy, but I <laughs> yeah oh um uh, yeah yeah tail of the comet so yeah you gotta you gotta get that soul out of that body you gotta hightail it to the fifth <laughs> dimension fifth dimension the twilight zone theme starts playing <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah that's a good point like how could you watch people just like getting poisoned in the by the worst chemical and just decide that you're okay with that yeah brainwashing i guess <laughs> like just fully committed to the cause Ooh. yeah oh my god um yeah uh and then there's also well okay so the rajneesh um right cult sort they sort of turn the poisoning on its head <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was thanks <laughs> that was gonna be my segue <laughs> you're like let's not poison ourselves let's poison our enemies <laughs> <laughs> yeah right because they have um they you know the group originally started in india um with their guru and then he gained popularity there but i think he also gained a lot of um and followers but also a lot of traction because people felt like he was taking advantage of people so they traveled to the u.s um and there's one a couple figures in particular but like their publicist publicist essentially is sort of like she is the main force behind them and they get quite a bit of attention. Um, and they eventually move to Antelope, Oregon, which is like this tiny town, sort of farm town. Most of the people who live there are like retirees and there's like 50 people, a hundred people that live there. Like it's very small um, in Eastern Oregon. And they, Basically, their goal is like they set up um, their community um, and eventually it becomes their goal to sort of take over local government and they do take over Antelope. They rename the town um, and then they want to get more 
more in control of local government. Um, and they think if they can poison voters who are not part of their commune, um, they will have a better chance of getting people on like, I think it's the Wasco County like um, council, like basically the local governing body for the, the county. So, so they do, they, they put, they buy salmonella and oh, they put, realize they bought the bacteria, <laughs> they bought it. <laughs> which I was like, wow, I did not know you could do that. Um, <laughs> and they, um, yeah, they poison, um, salad bars in, <laughs> in the area in the county, in the, like the most populous area of the county. Um, and like 150 people get like violently ill. <laughs> I think they poison like, you know, like they poison like a taco time salad bar. And like, there's a bunch of salad bars. Everybody's got a salad bar. <laughs> um, salad bars are literally the worst thing that America has ever invented aside from military technology. <laughs> e pluribus unum. Salads. Are, buff- are like buffets and like salad bar restaurants ever going to come back? I fucking hope not. I mean, they were already like on a pretty serious decline pre-COVID. Yeah, I know. Like does soup plantation still exist? <laughs> In New Mexico, it was called furs. I mean, like even grosser. I don't know. Soup plantation is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> for many reasons uh and only one p supplantation um yeah but it is kind of like who whatever you do the salad bar again yeah. if because so, someone could poison it with salmonella pretty easily <laughs> apparently if you can just fucking buy the bacteria <laughs> oh my god i just like imagine and this was in what the 80s yeah yeah 1984 um it was it it's been called the largest bioterror attack or maybe the largest like domestic bioterror attack i don't know yeah. but, um of 1984 but uh um i just imagine like going into a catalog like a microbiology catalog and saying yes i'd like um 25 live cultures of salmonella please like what how does that work <laughs> Um, oh God. And yeah, people who ate at salad bars after, I guess, just trusted that microbiology stores had stricter regulations (laughs) after that. But actually, um, I just remembered when I went to, um, uh, I was, I was on a trip for my birthday this year and we were in Las Cruces. And there was this like steak restaurant that we went to and, uh, and they had like a salad bar and people were, people were going to back. salad bar. And I was it's like, back. but it was, it was, yeah. I mean, it wasn't as abominable as a salad bar because it was like a, it was like a real restaurant. It was like, it was a steak restaurant, but like you could go to the salad bar and get stuff. I, I no. I just, I had the most like morbid curiosity, like looking at these people, <laughs> like, and you had to, it was, this was in this was this year in 2022. So you had to like have, um, gloves, like oh. sanitary gloves 
and oh my god anyway yeah so gross um did anybody die from this poisoning the rajneesh poisoning i don't think so i mean i think people got like pretty ill including like a baby that was like born (laughs) (laughs) because the mom was sick Um, oh no like people got pretty ill, but i don't think anyone died okay jeez yeah and there's a there's a plaque in antelope valley now really? that it's like yeah or an, not antelope antelope um oregon that again it is like barely a town it's really small um it's like a street and at the post office you can go see it it's like to those who like survived like and withstood <laughs> um and obviously there's there's a netflix documentary on it wild wild country uh, but this plaque stands in memoriam to uh, when they were overtaken. And one really amazing- Overtaken? They were. Because <laughs> this was like, they had, you know, this like 70, 100, I don't know, yeah, 200 I people know, there. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the cult came in and they were also busing people, um, homeless people in, um, just mm-hmm. so they could have populations, a pop- higher population so they could win- votes so basically so they could register people to take over local politics um <laughs> democracy and i guess one amazing thing is that you know supposedly they changed the name of antelope to like Ravnish or something yeah. like that um but they actually didn't because the post office never sent <laughs> the foreman so it was secretly always antelope still <laughs> but yeah oh my god and it, like i think at first when they came in the citizens were like oh you know new blood like okay it's weird that everyone wears red but and then yeah. it just like they kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> <laughs> um and obviously there was like mistreatments and um a lot of stuff going on and then it like escalated to the poisoning (laughs) (laughs) to all the strong men and women who withstood the attack but like nobody i mean people it's it's a good thing that people survived but like nobody's withstanding that like salmonella poisoning you can really like plop plop you can really pop a blood vessel like puking your guts out literally it's like really bad yeah i don't I am terrified of getting salmonella poisoning. Yeah, me too. Me too. I like basically don't eat chicken because (laughs) you love me, but you want to eat chicken. But I want to eat chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, laughing earlier when we briefly had to pause while we were recording when I just thought about you saying that that you love to eat meat. (laughs) Why? I actually don't know if you said that you love it, but in my memory of this recording, <laughs> literally this episode, you said that you love me. You love me. People, people remark on that actually. How much meat you eat? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they do. Um, and uh, my I was one time I was traveling with a friend. We were working on a project together, and um, and and this project was grant funded and um it was on her 
cards. So she was just like, okay, everything, like, make sure that we, like, we just need to eat all our meals together so that I can make sure that you don't have to pay for anything. It's all uh-huh. covered. So um, she bought all my meals and she was like, Bethany, I've noticed um, you eat meat every single meal. And I was like, oh yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I always have like, especially if I'm eating out, I always have um, like bacon or sausage. I get breakfast. Eating out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why. That's probably something I did too. <laughs> Most of the time. But yeah, yeah. It's like, and also, you know, I will eat chicken if it's, pre- well, now I don't know. Maybe I'm superstitious. I will eat chicken if it's prepared because like the thing that scares me about chicken is handling the raw chicken and like accidentally mm-hmm. cross-contaminating oh no it's like my cutting board that needs to get doused with hot wat- boiling yeah. water yeah Again, boiling nervous. water i have a separate cutting board for meats um that's smart <laughs> i got ritualizing we- food <laughs> yeah <laughs> but some of those rituals like having separate cookware for different kinds of things also do come from like food safety even Absolutely. when they are like yeah. made into religion well and like kosher right. kosher strict restrictions are all about food safety mm-hmm. um so yeah again i think that like food food can get ritualized uh, this is i guess my refraining chorus throughout this food can get ritualized because it does produce actual real results like you can you experience when you get sick yeah. and you experience when you feel good after eating. And so, and so it can, it, it's just a powerful quality that can really get exploited. Um, you know, I know that they made the documentary about the Rajneesh, Rajneesh's the wild, wild country, but mm-hmm. like, they need to like, I don't know. It's, it's like a, it's like a folk horror film <laughs> has the yeah. makings of that. I know. I feel like they could have, uh, um, really done it up and uh, just like I don't know they could have really uh exaggerated a bit more there is the documentary is named after um a Bill Callahan song or maybe that's the mm. whole album is named Wild Wild Country but it is an album about the group sort of like it's not like obviously Was he a part of one. it no Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it's like I don't know it's not really about like it's not like he talks about the cult in it but like it's a to me it is feels a little folk horror because it's it's foreboding yeah interesting well I mean like it's also it's it's a nice um with folk horror you like usually are going into the protagonist is usually going into a community that's super closed off and like they're closed off because they have to protect their rituals. And then like the rituals are sometimes like made to be um, something like sinister or scary. Um, But this is like a reverse of that where like people start coming into this like very small town that because it's so small is probably very closed off as well. Mm -hmm. But then that small group of people, the, the small town, um, ends up being like the heroes yeah in their own mind yeah the outsiders are nefarious yeah the nefarious group um yeah a24 you gotta make uh, that movie (laughs) (laughs) um yeah uh the last on our list for tonight (laughs) sorry 
the celestial seasonings tea guy. (laughs) Celestial seasonings. This is probably like the um, least dangerous. It hasn't ended in tragedy yet. Yet. Uh, Yeah. Oh, celestial seasonings. Um, Someone was writing for foodandwine.com. And like, just like was writing about the tea company and then found all of this out and it became like a food and wine investigative. <laughs> story. They even did a follow up on it. <laughs> like with the journalists of like the making of this article. <laughs> Love it. I know. And she was like, I was going to write a puff piece about <laughs> celestial seasonings, but they wouldn't respond to me. And then I started to do a little digging and I was like, oh, this is weird. Yeah, they really need to make someone needs to make a movie about this, too. They need to do like like an inventing Anna kind of thing. (laughs) They like glorify the journalist. (laughs) And all of the familial drama that she's going through in her personal life while she's researching. So let's do the sleepy time tea. (laughs) And yeah, there should be like this reoccurring thing where it's like she can't sleep, but she can no longer drink sleepy time tea because of like what has come to represent. (laughs) (laughs) I like a Looney Tunes version of Twilight Zone. (laughs) (laughs) And now I can't sleep. And the only cure is celestial seasonings. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know or aren't aware, Celestial Seasonings is a tea company um, that particularly is known for its sleepy time tea. <laughs> and the logo is the the bear with a nightcap and a nightgown. Yeah, it's really cute. Sleeping in his chair. <laughs> Mary just slept. <laughs> <laughs> Mary just nodded off. <laughs> I love sleepy time tea. I I do love sleepy time tea. I'm actually a little bit nervous about how sometimes how well it works for me. Like maybe there's an issue. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love them. And every um, time I buy it, I like now that I've read this, I'm like, I probably shouldn't buy this anymore because this guy's like a weirdo. But but he did leave 20 did- years ago. Yeah. He did depart. Um, or did he? I know. Maybe it's like JPL and it's like secretly there's still cold shit going on. Wait, who's JPL? <laughs> oh, Jet Propulsion Lab, which is <laughs> <laughs> that is like the LA. Everybody's a good cult here, but the guy who invented it got really into like sex magic and like Alistair Crawley and like hung out with L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard stole his girlfriend, I think. Um, anyways, but that was all when he was starting this JPL, which is like owned by NASA now. Like it's huge, huge company. Like they yeah. made rockets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah you, you wanted to bring that up. <laughs> I wanted to bring it up and I did. Um <laughs> I was like, there has to be a food connection here. I couldn't find it. <laughs> but uh, but that's always the rumor is that there's still like the JPL employees are still doing cult stuff, sex magic cult stuff out in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably. Why there's not? always like satanic cult stuff. Going and on. maybe celestial seasonings is too. Um, yeah. 
Well, so the thing that was, that got me that, um, so like, well, okay. So the backstory is <laughs> this dude, Mo Siegel was like, found, they founded celestial se- seasonings, um, while they were hiking in, um, Colorado or something like that. Naturally. And <laughs> fucking granola hippies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and this dude, Mo Siegel in particular, um, one of the founders is a seventh day Adventist once again. Um, and, but then he also, she's like, why are you talking about food when you haven't fed me yet? Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but he, he came across this, I can't, I can't even remember the process, but he came across this like new age Bible also known as the Urantia book. <laughs> <laughs> which had all these like which the urantia book was written by and again i can't remember the name i guess i should open this article um uh written by this dude who was um a eugenicist in the time of um when eugenics was popular um a turn of the century william sadler a turn of the century psychiatrist who also published three books about eugenics and had a deeply rooted racist philosophy so they it's um let's see they believe that it, the urantia book was written by it's inspired by it was published in 1955 inspired by the seventh day adventist movement anyway um so yeah mo siegel um like loves the urantia book it's basically like a history of the earth and saying that there's like a million other thousands upon millions upon millions trillions of other earths like in the in this galaxy um and this earth is populated by um categories of differently colored people um and aliens who are adam and eve who are caucasian looking came down to earth to like tame and control the like different colored people <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like absolutely <laughs> the worst thing That's... outrageous yeah. and Mo Siegel loved it <laughs> one of the founders of celestial seasonings and he even went so far as to he said he admitted this um he put on his he published on the the little tea bag uh anchors and also on the boxes quotes from the Urantia book yeah there and they're supposed to like be these like you know exactly what you get on tea bag quotes like yeah like oh, peace love but they're really from this incredibly racist and insane new bible um he also i learned this in the follow-up article is now the head of the like modern day urantia society president because he kind of tried to play it off, like, of, like, well, uh, maybe I was, like, into some of the ideas. And then he, like, goes to lead the society. Oh, my God. But also, I don't even, like, I I have not, I did not Google further. I did not Google, like, the Urantia book further. But, like, I don't even know, like, what what is the aim there? I, I don't. That's a great question. <laughs> Um, it, it seems a little confused, to say the least. 
yeah. I mean, because like Adam and Eve being the aliens, I just don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know. I still drink Sleepy Time. <laughs> Mo Siegel left in 2002. He left the company. 20 years ago. Just crazy that that's 20 years ago. But yeah, I mean, it, they, they don't do that stuff anymore. <laughs> We're past that. We've grown. Yeah. We're doing the work. Uh, yeah so you have the whole the full spectrum yeah a buffet if you will a salad buffet (laughs) salad bar e pluribus unum baby um (laughs) um and you have people who are using food to kill themselves people who are using food to mind control other people (laughs) using food to poison people to vanquish your enemies and then just people who are really into some weird shit founding some tea companies yeah and maybe sort of secretly getting the message out there you know on the yeah trying to like indoctrinate everyone with your tea bags (laughs) but but i've never sleepy time well again i never I don't know. I haven't really tried any other celestial seasonings tea, but like they don't have the little anchors anymore. Maybe yeah. they got rid of those to rebrand after Mo Siegel's departure. <laughs> You're right. Like, they don't. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. You know, there's this like, um, uh, there's a Twitter account that it's like called like good fitness or something. And it's like, he's, he's pretty misogynist and, um, man, I'm never going to be able to find it. It's like men's fitness or something is the handle. Oh, I can't put in men's fitness query into Twitter. Like it turns up with actual men's fitness. (laughs) But, um, but it's like this dude who is like very, um, deeply trad and like says a lot of misogynist things all the time and um and like believes in like traditional masculinity or something i don't know but in the sleepy time bear is his uh profile pic (laughs) (laughs) i don't know why but it's the sleepy time bear but in reverse so like oh. on the labels, he's facing, he's facing your left. He's facing the viewer's left. And in this profile picture, he's facing the right. <laughs> so oh. I don't know. <laughs> what is he trying to say there? He's probably like, I mean, he seems to me like he's probably also part of QAnon. And like, I'm sure that the orientation of the bear like means something. Oh yeah. Simple. <laughs> I know now I need to go like look at the box to like analyze what's happening in the background of the bear or something (laughs) yeah there's probably like a comet that's coming down to earth in like the little nighttime window and that's (laughs) behind him (laughs) love it you know it's a it's a I wonder if there's gonna be like some 
I'm sure there is some freaky cult shit because now that there's the intergalactic like alien briefing and stuff, you know, that's Mm -hmm. happening, like allegedly by 2025, we're all all Americans are going to have to be briefed on this. (laughs) The intergalactic council the other day on AOC's Instagram page, she was like, yeah, I can't disclose anything, but um, we're getting information. (laughs) As I got it. Uh, um yeah so anyway um aliens and there's also some like weird shit going on with aliens um and the catholic church or like people like the tradcaths who are um who like believe that francis is the antichrist and stuff um like they have like some intersecting theories about aliens it's pretty crazy wow yeah i would think they would not because that doesn't seem traditional. <laughs> um, well, it, it, it's a whole theory about how aliens are actually angels. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, yeah. Catholics love, love them some angels. <laughs> and like how you can, you if you interview people who have been abducted by aliens, the description that they give of the aliens are remarkably similar to the description to the biblical description of angels. And then also, but then also some, some trad cats, um, there are some theories out there that like aliens, what people thought, or I can't remember. Oh shoot. It's like what people thought were aliens were actually like Marian apparitions or vice versa or something like that. Like, I don't know. There's, there's some people have written theories about like, again, interviewing people who were, um, uh, abducted Mm. and it, their description sounding like a Marian apparition, such as that of, um, what's her face at Lords. Therese. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Sure. Anyway, that got off track, but um, <laughs> I was going to say celestial seasoning seems to, they seem to be trying to like mind control through the packaging and not through the food, but who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Sleepy time tea works pretty well. <laughs> Maybe it's happening in my dreams. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Well, anyway, that was the journey that we've. That was a journey. Cults, baby. <laughs> cult some food be careful watch what you eat not in a diet way just like be careful (laughs) be careful out there don't go to the salad bar don't do it yeah that's so gross and probably don't eat kellogg's yeah maybe not probably suppressing your energy (laughs) (laughs) just getting all processed foods suppress your energy that's it's true um I sent Mary a uh, funny meme that said, why do all people who work at the health food store look like they're dying? That was from um, Gary Janetti on Instagram. Nice. Thanks, Gary. (laughs) (laughs) It might be true. They do kind of look like they're dying a little bit sometimes. Yeah. Not at like the vitamin shop or. No, they're like glowing radiating vitamins yeah vitamins are the way to go not just grain 
Just grain. Yeah. Well, I guess that's, that does it. I think we're wrapped. I'm a little nervous after all this cult talk. (laughs) Cool. Uh, See y'all later. Bye. Bye.